to today's episode of the Section K Podcast. It's Monday, April 8th, coming to you a day earlier. After the Open Finals, we just had to drop this episode a day earlier. We hope you guys enjoy it. On today's episode of the Section K Podcast, we sit down with a legendary trainer and the 5'6 Open Classic champion for the third time in a row now, Super G, Bo Gallion, who took the 5'6 Open Championship aboard Rolls-Royce, marking a 228 for owners Tom and Lisa Gwynn. Before we get into some of that, this episode of the Section K podcast is brought to you by Bex Sunglasses. Since 2009, Bex has produced world-class, lightweight sunglasses that can handle the rigors of your outdoor lifestyle. Visit BEXSunglasses.com today and enter KPOD, that's K-P-O-D, at checkout to receive 20% off your next Bex product order. And right now, be sure to take advantage of the Bex Stravaganza, where every $5 spent equals one automatic entry to win a 2019 can-am utv at becksunglasses.com see the full details online at becksunglasses.com we are joined by a man who has now won the super stakes classic for the third year in a row i was drawn to the sport of cutting after watching this man win the 2008 ncha open fraternity aboard the great stallion metallic cat he is your 2019 ncha classic challenge super stake champion marking a 228 on rolls royce Super G, Bo Gallion. Welcome to this. Welcome to the Section K podcast, man. How are you? I'm great. Glad to be here, guys. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time and coming by. Um, Especially my friend Colburn giving me the nickname Super G. He wouldn't be excited <laughs> to hear that. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, no. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, you were first out in the second set. Like I said, marked a 228 on the Great Stallion Rolls Royce. What were you thinking, being first out, and uh, kind of what was your game plan going in there for the finals? Well, Lloyd, brother-in-law, put a 225 up in the first set uh, on second spot, that fraternity champ. She's been there before. Had a hell yeah, of a run so, going on Copperish, yeah. too. Yeah, and, and and the first three horses in the first set uh, had some difficulty. And, and for some reason, uh, the first holes in Fort Worth just always seemed tough for whatever reason. And then when you're first, you, you know it's – you got that feeling this is going to be tough to do. Um, deeper always seems like that's where the big runs come from because things build and um, you know so uh, when I saw my draw the day before yesterday you know I called my buddy Casey Green and, and asked him hey you want to help me win some more money <laughs> and he said yes, yeah sir. and so uh, you know he's helped me here for the last two or three years and so I'm very comfortable and and I know his feel and and uh, so you know it, that was awesome and so I had a I had a comfortable feeling going in and um when Lloyd put the 25 up that that made me pretty nervous because that's a you know you you know I, I knew coming in that I have a chance of of going three in a row uh and now there's a 25 on the board and you know that's I mean god that's extremely hard that's to beat score. that's a big score in this in this coliseum it's a it's a big arena it's just and that mare's had a big run in here before, and yeah, and, and she's and she's famous, and so they know her, and and that's just you know it's it's hard to beat, and so he pushed me to kind of go out there just a little bit. There was a couple other cows that I knew were were really nice, safe cows, uh, kind of your typical Rolls Royce cows that are going to allow him to kind of get funky and do his little hydraulic thing and dance, and I, I knew that wasn't going to win. Uh, so I kind of had to go out and cut the gray horn and the yellow bramer, the first two cows, 
Yellow Bramer, second cow, was awesome. Finally started, you know, just – it just felt electric from the start to the finish. And, you know, when I was done, I, you know, I had a good feeling and was pretty excited. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a front row seat. I was sitting there right there on the east side of the Coliseum in, in, the, in the cow boxes or, the, or the, the viewing boxes right there right there by where the guys come in to get on their horses. And from start to finish, it was loud in the Coliseum. And the first cow, right off the bat, people were screaming. People were excited. And, I mean, it was electric in there from start to finish. So I would definitely agree with that. How, how much does it help you showing when there's people in oh, there? Oh, yeah, that's in, good. And hollering for you. I think it helps you. Um, it it kind of pushes you. You feel their excitement. You feel um, – you know, you feel their excitement for the horse, and so that that you know that momentum kind of helps. And I think that's why you see so many big runs and so many electrifying runs in this arena is because, you know, the people in there. Um, you know, there was there was a few people in there last night, and and it was loud, and it's it's amazing how loud that Coliseum can get. Uh, and so that just those horses feel it too. Yeah. Um, I mean, going back to Metallic Cat, every time I show him and you, you, you hear that, you feel that, and that those horses get better because of it. Well, like I said, I mean, that was the first NCHA Futurity finals that I've ever watched in person, and I'll never forget you trotting that third cow to the herd on Metallic Cat and just the crowd's reaction and – I mean, just the electricity in the air, that's what made me want to. That was the beginning to, of his career. Yeah, I that's mean, what made what me want to come after do that. So. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's what's pretty cool to me, too. It's a lot of fun, too, you know, talking about a cut like that or a drive that aggressive. You know, when those, when, you, when you're on a horse that makes you feel comfortable, it's, it's uh, yeah, it makes you feel like Superman, you know. So you get more aggressive than you normally do because you know that that horse is capable and underneath you and you, and those great horses with everybody whether you know we've all rode one that's that you know they they just they everything you. yeah they do they become one and uh so you kind of do some things that are a little unorthodox as far as cutting what was going through your mind last night when you turned around to cut your third cow and you'd heard everybody screaming for the first two what were your thoughts and what were your emotions when you turned around and thought that there was a good possibility that if you got this third cow cut and Roy stayed in front of it that you were going to win it well, I think uh, I think you feel it more than you hear it. Um, you know, I didn't really hear anything as much as as dialed in on on what cow I was cutting on the third, and and I saw this kind of little brown cow that had a dot on its right hip that I'd seen settle, and it was decent. But as I'm trying to cut her, there's some other cows trailing her and coming out, and so. You know, I kind of had to take a chance and get uh, a little more aggressive with him and kind of run up and past and take it to Wesley so that I could get past those other cows. And then I saw this other cow still lingering out here, but I, I knew in order to to beat Lloyd's 225, I had to go ahead and throw down yeah. uh, and just see what happens. And that makes you nervous at the end of the day when you're trying to make a living because, you know, you, you know there's a chance of a zero being there too, of that cow not getting put up or, you know, not going back with the other cow. So, you know, there's some risks involved that makes you nervous also. Yeah, like I said, this is Bo's third, third consecutive five-, six-year-old Open Championship at the Super Stakes. He won it in 17 aboard Metallic Rebel, won it in 18 aboard Stevie Ray Vaughn for Alvin Foltz, and then won it this year 
on Rolls Royce for Tom and Lisa Gwynn. Bo, talk talk about the hard work that's kind of gone into training these these horses and getting these horses worked and getting these horses shown. Three time champion. That's never been done before. So that's. Yeah, I felt it. You know the the second time when it happened on Stevie, that was cool. And then uh, as Rolls Royce played out over the last year, um, you know everybody started you know in my group and the owners you know started talking about you know three in a row that's never been done that you know how cool so uh whether there was any pressure anywhere else no but with me and my group it kind of was because you know you had a chance to do something that's never been done and anytime you can do that you know there's but also I knew, uh, especially with working with my oldest son, Daxon, that's eight, that's playing golf, that I teach him to, you know, stick to your routine, stick to your game plan. Um, you know, what happens, happens. And so, you know, that kept going through my mind to just, you know, do what you do. Um, you can't control anything else if, you know, and that's uh, – so I just – I kept that going through my mind the whole time, and, and I feel like that was what was able to help me accomplish that because you never really know if the horse is going to be, you know, good that night, if it's all going to work out, where your draw is going to be, who's going to mark what. So you just, you know, you're ultimately that, just doing the best you can. Maybe that black cow runs in with your brown cow and, yeah. and changes the whole deal. Yeah, that's right, and it, and it happens, and it has happened, you know. And um, cattlemen's for me, for whatever reason uh, – three years in a row has been the to me a big part of why i've won at the super stakes i mean for me i learned something with rebel um you know stevie was able to get the confidence on him and then with rolls royce i went over there um and it didn't go very good and so we tweaked some things and changed some things coming into this show and as soon as i showed him in the first go around i knew that those things were good decision and it and it worked and all of a sudden that momentum started building through the go-arounds that I felt, you know what, well, we got a chance to be a threat. We talked about it on Section K live from the Super Stakes yesterday, the pregame show we had before the Open Finals. Um, tell us a little bit about how you acquired this horse, kind of what he is, um, his bloodlines, and kind of the horses he's related to, and just kind of that whole sure. that whole deal. Well, he's a dual smart ray out of Showbiz Kitty, which was out of Showbiz Sandy. Um, the fall of his three-year-old year went down to Waco, and we were hauling uh, Rebel for World Champion Stallion. And um, Boyd and Haley Rice saw Rolls Royce and said it reminded him a lot of how Showbiz Sandy would kind of do her thing. Um, and so Showbiz Kitty now has had – four in a row i believe i mean she she had a mr peppy's freckles that won 80 or ninety thousand. uh then a blue bayou boone that's ss black kitty and julie jarma and lloyd cox and then she's produced blackish and then here comes a dual smart Ro ray rolls royce and now you got bad boone rising once in a blue boon with a dawn so uh it's turned out to be a, a pretty phenomenal uh bloodline there and and she's now sold uh, for a lot of money to Billy Wolf, the owner of Dual Rayish. So she's going to go on to breed, you know, another cool horse and have some cool babies. So that's that's pretty neat to see. Who was helping you last night when you marked your 228? Well, I had uh, Matt Miller, uh, Lee Francois, my brother Wesley Gallion, and brother-in-law Lloyd Cox. Quite the family affair. 
Yeah, it's that's cool. How hard is it to juggle all the helping all your buddies and helping your brother and helping your brother-in-law? Um, your dad, Jody, is in the finals a ton too. How is it juggling, focusing on your run, but also focusing on helping Wesley or helping Lloyd or helping Jody do the best that they can I, do as know, well? I don't think it's necessarily a juggle as much as it is an advantage uh, because you're – you know, all these names are, are big names in this industry and are successful in their own programs. And so you're around that and you're hearing their talk and their opinion on cows. And so, therefore, that helps you make up, you know, your mind and your decisions. And when you're surrounded, you know, by by great people and good people and good ideas, uh, some of that's got to rub off. So, Super G, how did you get into the great sport of cutting? My dad's dad, granddad Kenneth, started it all for us. Um, Started started breaking colts, kind of started cutting. Uh, started riding for Sam Walton and teaching Alice Walton how to ride and cut. Uh, so dad kind of grew up with Alice. And then uh, my dad, you know, he won the 86 fraternity. Uh, Billy Freeman was a big. That was Royal Silver King, correct? That's right, yeah. Uh, so, you know, Billy Freeman and Bill Riddle and Terry Riddle helped dad a lot. Uh, so we grew up, and with growing up around it, you you guys know that you you know you muck stalls you sit out in the cold you lope horses so you know i was getting pretty tired of that uh so my mom's dad he taught me how to play golf and so at about 10 i started stopped riding and just started playing golf and uh so from the time i was 13 to 23 i had i did i didn't ride a horse um you know just just played golf and uh so getting back into cutting i was actually at a tournament in abilene and i was on my way home and dad had made the finals at the 2003 derby summer spectacular on living la vida loca and uh i watched him cut and then all of a sudden i watched you know lloyd cox like do some rolls royce you know crouch down bend a knee you know tr dure and i'm like you know, that was cool, but, you know, I've seen stuff like that. Roll Silver King did it. You know, I've seen cutting horses do that. And then I see this guy come out that's just, I mean, going fast. I mean, Jaquita Pistol, Tag Rice, doing something that I've never seen anybody do on a cutting horse. And I'm like, hmm. So there's a different side to this. This is cool. I mean, that that was that was awesome seeing this guy just take control and and just control these tough cows um so i went home and you know finished out school and come back that summer was headed to florida and um wesley just kind of got me up in the morning then we i went out and ride horses with him a few times and just kept doing it and the golf club stayed in the closet and here i am Talk to us the the guidance that you've gotten from from your family. Jody obviously is an open fraternity champion. Wesley an open fraternity champion. Lloyd an open fraternity champion, and yourself and and how that's helped. You know, I think uh, I think a lot of people and a lot of families sometimes you know can kind of kind of butt heads on opinions a lot, um, and and we do too. Uh, but I've tried to really look at it and approach it with kind of. You know their criticism is is kind of my savior type of deal because I I want their I want their criticism I want them to tell me what I can't do and 
because that helps fuel me. That helps me, you know, take a look at my program or, you know, hey, Bo, your horse just keeps doing this and you keep doing that. You you know, well, that, that pushes you to make you better. And I'm surrounded by people that, you know, um, that kind of know what they're talking about. And so when they give me these critiques, um, I try to look at it as a way to get better. So I, I think that's what's, you know, the best about family that all does this is because they all have a different way to do it and they all do it successful. And so you know that they might not be 100% right or it might not fit you 100%, but there there is some truth to what they're saying and there's somehow some way you can incorporate that into what you do uh, as long as you're open to that. So we mentioned you won the five, six-year-old for the last three years here at the Super Stakes where the 08 open fraternity champion, trained tons of great horses. Um, what's your favorite cutting memory in the saddle? Mm, that's a good question. Got to filter through all those 229 and 230s, <laughs> huh? Take a World little champion bit. champion stallion on, on Rebel, I mean. Um, favorite moment in the saddle? Um, I believe for me, well, I, at this point now that I've thought about it for a second, there's no doubt that it was Metallic Rebel and winning the Super Stakes three years ago uh, because, you know, I have had success along the way. And, and when I started uh, my first year of training Highlight Cat, I was reserve champion at the Futurity and kind of goofed up a third cut uh, that, you know, Sandy kind of opened the door for her to beat me. Um, you know, come back a couple years later and, and was second again and, and uh, Matt Miller won the fraternity that year and and then Metallicat and then I moved out to Amarillo and you know I lived out there for five years and worked for Alvin and we kind of built the whole Metallicat program but there was a there was a dead period there where you know after winning the fraternity nobody sent me any horses and I think everybody you know kind of Alvin worked for Alvin and so I went through kind of a five-year process there where you just kind of fall into a, a law of, of, of kind of promoting and taking care of Alvin and Becky. And they obviously, you know, were great to me and my family and helping me. But you just kind of you, – you forget that uh, intensity and that uh, – of what it takes to win and also having the horse. And so then when Rebel come along, I, I knew he was a great horse, but I'd kind of just gone about training him. Um, and – all of a sudden you know you just you keep going here at the fraternity and and he and he does good but then you just you know you don't win and then you go to abilene and he's third and you don't win and then you go to you know and you go to the super stakes and it just you don't win and then the bi and you don't win and then the derby you're having a great run and then you don't win and then and you're all of a sudden you're just like it's me you know it's not the horses it's it's me and what am i doing and and so I kind of really had to kind of reassess uh, me, myself, my program, and, and get that that kind of burning desire back to, to get back in that, you know, that winter circle. Uh, and so the start of Rebel's five-year-old year, um, I mean, I set out and had goals to win Horse of the Year and to win that at Fort Worth. Uh, and so when I started at Abilene and all those shows along the way, every time I was cutting, I was preparing for the super stakes. And so then when I won that super stakes, I mean, that feeling sitting in that saddle and that memory, that that was great because the horse was phenomenal that night. 
dialed in uh, and he's so that that that's my best memory in the saddle right there so you also journey. talked about tag and chiquita pistol kind of rejuvenating your love for the sport and kind of reminding you that this was something that you you do enjoy doing is there any other other horses or anybody you helped or any experience like that of you not showing that kind of sticks out that 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 you well, remember yeah i think the uh the first year that i that i came back with me and wes working together dad's place uh that journey on on uh, spots hot was 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 pretty special i mean we we worked together day in day out and and built all the way the fraternity and then to watch him win that fraternity was pretty amazing um you know also uh, kind of taking off in the fall of hottish's four-year-old year uh trying to help lloyd win horse of the year on hottish was 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 pretty interesting because you got to watch and be beside um you know one of the greatest uh of all time and and seeing how he went about his business uh and, and being around that and uh so that that you know that really helped uh you know that that really helped so that was a, a pretty inspirational explain to us the hauling with Lloyd and, and helping him try to win horse of the year and, and watching Kit Kat Sugar and did you help Pete as well? Yes. And, yeah, I helped both explain, of them. Explain to us helping and watching two uh, of the greats in, in our industry on two great stallions and just being kind of the back seat and, and watching all that happen. Generational in stallions. Yeah, so that's, along with, yeah. Along and, with Metallic and now Rebel breeding and, stallions and, and great Rolls breeding Royce stallions. And, and, and Metallic Cat and kind of the other ones that you've ridden too. Yeah, you know, I, I've... Uh, Pete's been good to me, uh, and, and of course he had an awesome horse. But you know, uh, I'm a fan of Lloyd Cox. He's my brother-in-law. His family. Uh, he's a, he's just absolutely amazing. And uh, there's no doubt when you hear the the phrase thrown around as as cool, he's cool hand Luke. I mean, this man is uh, he he doesn't let much bothering when it comes to the show pen and, and his horses and working horses and if cows are bad in the practice pen or the show or I mean he's uh, you know he's the best for a reason and uh, so I got to be around that and help him and uh, and he's helped me a lot just just being around him and, and hearing things that he says and uh, advice he's given me um, I mean he, he's helped me a lot you know it's uh, it's been it's been good you know not only you know, my dad is there to help me, and, and Wesley, and obviously my wife's there with me day in, day out. So she, you know, gives me that kick in the butt when I need it. What's Keep. it What's it like having uh, a brother that is also a, a top trainer and being able to go to him for advice and knowing that you trust what he's telling you? And maybe, knowing you guys used to probably butt heads when you were kids and, and probably still, still do, do. And still do now. Yeah, for sure. We <laughs> – when we were kids, I tried to put him. I did put him in a dryer. I just couldn't figure out how to turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite place to show? Oh, no doubt, right here, Will Rogers Coliseum. You know, it's. Uh, I hope for, uh, you know, the next ten, fifteen, twenty years of me being able to do this, I hope we're able to stick it out right here uh, and, and finish my career here because this is a special pen. Uh, just the, just the feeling and and just a coliseum when you, you know, whether there's a thousand people or just that coliseum can get loud uh and that bowl uh and that white dirt 
and though you know this the judge stands sitting up there i mean the whole thing and and the it, the flowers it, in the spring or whether it be the poinsettias in the Christmas at Christmas time for the fraternity. It's Augusta, and, yeah. Augusta National yeah. Golf. I mean, it's, uh, you know, and, and, and also, I mean, you got trainers that sit up and around you lo- overlooking the cows and the whole, I mean, there's just a lot that goes into this place that's pretty special. It's really like the only stadium experience. You talk about a stadium golf course or something like that where where you have just the ultimate view and you can see everything that's going on in front of you. And I think that, Will Rogers is the ultimate arena for showing cutting horses. I don't think yeah, there's any other. Yeah, section K, man. I mean, you just you can sit up anywhere and have a good view and hang out if you want to go up high and chill with your buddies and watch the cutting and have dollar bets on scores or you're or you're down in the sections where everybody's you know going and it's. Well, that's the other thing is in that Coliseum. I think you'll agree with me. Watching Wesley show, you can go to a different section or a different box all over that Coliseum. And you can watch whether it be Wesley or whether it be Lloyd or whether it be Taryn or whether it be Matt. And you can see, watch their feet, and you can see them do, doing something different with their feet at different every angles. different angle in that Coliseum. And that's what I love most about watching open riders, especially in that arena, is that I can go, I can go to, the, the, to the northwest corner, I can go to the, the far east side, and I can watch Wesley's off foot, or I can watch Bo's cow side foot from the the box is closest to the exhibit hall. So for me, that's why I enjoy watching big time cuttings over in that Coliseum. Yeah. And listen, my brother, he's a freak of nature when it comes to riding. <laughs> I mean, this kid can, he can move all over this horse. And uh, I mean, I, he's, uh, you know, in my opinion, I mean, he's, you know, him and him and like Paul Hansman, I mean, they, you know, Wesley can do things on horses that, um, uh, I don't see many other people able or even athletically or physically capable of doing. I mean, he's just – he's a wiry dude, and he's hes just able to, to move around and adjust those horses. Uh, I mean, it's phenomenal. And then you put him on a on a good horse. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Well, I can remember watching him show button-down Supercat, not to get off yeah. topic, going in on yeah. Wesley. But, I mean, there's spots in runs of, of his where he was marking huge scores that – I'm pretty sure 99.9% of the NCHA population. I'd be one of them. I'd fall would off. Would have been yard darted yeah, right there in the middle of Will is, Rogers Coliseum. I mean, you you go by and you like you grab him or something on his arm. I mean, you're like you you know why his. I mean, he is so like wire and strong. He's I mean, an athletic he's specimen. He's an athlete. Yeah. He for sure is. I love watching Wesley in the practice pen and just the minute details that he takes into account to adjust that horse so ever so slightly to make it convert into the show pen and then watching him show that. Well, just what he feels, the small little stuff that, I mean, even that you feel that that I just, yeah, I mean, it's unreal. Yeah, this, you know, Wesley's, uh, you know, he's three years younger than I am. uh, And, and, and there's no doubt he's, he's, he's so good, but he's only going to get better because he's so intense uh, that as time goes by, he'll learn how to, to, to kind of go along with the flows of it not always being perfect because he is so minute and all his little details of, whoa, this horse's foot was out here or there. I mean, he, he's, he, you know, he – and then you put all that talent together. I mean, he, he'd just keep getting better uh, with age. It's surreal sitting here listening to a fraternity champion telling us about another fraternity champion that can just get better. <laughs> yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. I don't have any words right now. <laughs> <laughs> At all, really. <laughs> So, kind of feeding off Wesley, what what do you remember about Spots Hot and watching Wesley train Spots Hot? This dude, 
uh, Spots Hawk was a, a shark in the water. I mean, he was, he was a, a great white. He was a beast watching yeah, the show. Yeah, I, I remember uh, one time, and we went down to uh, Matt Gaines's, and you know, obviously we get up at three or four o'clock in the morning to work, and and Wesley's sitting on this horse for hours, just waiting for his turn. You know, <laughs> Matt's just, you know, he's working one-time Pepto, and I'm counting check. Just, you know, one great horse after another. Awesome, awesome watching Matt Gaines. I mean, he was just rolling, too, you know. I mean, he was – and so we sit there for three or four hours, and finally Matt's, you know, go ahead, Wes, work. And uh, Wesley works his horse, and and I'm sitting there beside Matt, and, I mean, he is just ripping it. I mean, he is just left – right and this horse i swear i've still never seen this horse you know maybe memphis there was a couple moves that he's just moving left and right like this he's just a shark in the water this cow just finally give up and looked at him and matt's like you know i think scotty ray worked for him at the time and he said go get you know go get maddie one time pepto i'm gonna work him again because he got to see what he's up against and he knew (laughs) this dude is bad you know and that was spots hot and and wesley I mean, he went years. I mean, that's all the kid could talk about. I mean, he, he won the fraternity at 21. Still does. <laughs> yeah, and and you just – you better not bring up spots hot or you're going to be there for a minute. So, prepare. <laughs> well, that's one of the cool stories and one of the first kind of intros I've had to Wesley. I obviously know you a little better. You you live here in Fort Worth, and, and we kind of have some of the some of the intros. We go back and forth on golf or, or sports, football, whatever it may be. I, I sat up there and listened to – just runs that Wesley remembered watching or or runs that he thought had a chance to win and just kind of had a little bobble like you were talking about one of your runs kind of had I think he mentioned having a little bobble on your third cup but we I sat up there with him in the cow box for hours one day and just just listened to him talk about spot and and talk about talk about runs that he loved at the fraternity and that was when I realized like man this guy he he comes to the shows and he minds his own business he's a great family man but man, this guy loves cutting. Like he absolutely eats, breathes, sleeps this shit. Like he absolutely loves cutting. You know, uh, like Wesley, Taryn Rice, and Cade Shepard are all. I mean, they, these these kids have have known what they're going to do for. It's their destiny. A, a long time. Uh, I, I mean, my parents tried to send Wes off to college. They entered him, enrolled him in college. He went in a few days later and withdrew stayed there for a semester and just hung out but he knew i'm not going to college i'm going to be a horse trainer and so that's what he wanted to do and 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 he tells a story like i told you that i'm going to be a horse. i don't want to go to college i mean he has always known he he absolutely loves cutting horses uh and he's obsessed with it so being that we're here in fort worth texas at the ncha super stakes what's your favorite meal in fort worth at the at the cutting and also what's your favorite place to go like have a nice meal in fort worth well i like sushi uh so i'm a fan of piranhas they got the forget about it roll downtown um i've seen you in there before I think. yeah it's it's seen a cool you and place alvin in there before yeah we yeah and i introduced alvin to the forget about it roll and he loves it especially the little sauces it comes with um you know, my wife's not a huge fan, but I like going down to Hofbrau. Um, it's got a, you know, just a cool feel. Go in and have a cold beer and a steak and maybe brow some Texas peso. Yeah, yeah some brow, brow chips. chips and yeah. Ranch so it's, I've always liked that place because it kind of reminds me of uh, when I was a kid, you know, and we get done with the cutting, going in there with my grandfather and 
So I, I think that's why I like going in there so much. Um, well, just like the sights and the smells and the sounds, they take you back and they remind you of old times. And, yeah, I mean, I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, Lucille's, you, you go up yep. there to Lucille's, it, you know, it kind of gives me the, the feeling of, uh, the, you know, places you used to go when you're around golf courses. So all these little places have these feels that, you know, are fun to. So talking about golf, what other hobbies do you like to uh, get into when you're not? working horses or or training horses um well can't really talk about anything if we're not going to talk about golf because that is the main hobby right now that is taking up a uh you know with with not only family but with with cutting and and now the the breeding station uh golf is something that is um you know talking about golf too and i hope that uh there's a there's a chance that Hillary and Tom Watson are listening to this because I would love for uh, Daxton, my eight-year-old boy, to become friends with Tom Watson and him help Daxton because, you know, there's a certain point. I, I played through college, um, but, you know, Tom Watson is, you know, he's he's top five golfer of all time. Uh, he's won the British Open five times. I mean, he's champion golfer of the year, won, won the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. I mean, I, I don't think people realize when they're walking – through the exhibit hall or sitting in the Will Rogers Coliseum. Greatness. Yeah, I mean, that guy is a legend in the sport of golf. I mean, he's he's Champ. won the Masters. He's going to be at Augusta National this week playing in the par three contest. Shout out Kelly Page Watson. He's going to be on the bag for the, for the par three. But, I mean, to see that guy be into cutting and, and love this sport. Yeah, and golf is, is extremely hard. Uh, so, this guy um, – you know, he was able to let go of things, and in golf that's tough. And he was able to still keep, you know, plugging. I mean, he's he's tough. I mean, in order to be, you know, up there with Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods and Ben Hogan and these guys, these guys are tough. They are true champions. And then for him to be sitting here in our world loving cutting horses – I mean, how cool is that for us to be surrounded by some of the people that we are in cutting? Um, and so, you know, going back to to my hobby of golf right now, I mean, I'm I'm YouTube. I'm, I mean, we got Tom Watson's DVD, we got Jack Nicklaus's DVD, uh, and I'm obsessed with it because I want to I want to make sure that I give, you know, my boys the best possible chance that i can at whatever they want to do uh and daxton loves golf and so i'm going to do everything that i possibly can and you know uh with saying that i mean i pray also that i don't get in his way that i don't mess him up you know and so that's why it would be you know great to have someone like a mentor like tom watson to be there for him every once in a while and play with him and tell him he's on the right track or hey you you know you maybe do this or do that as we've been lucky enough to be surrounded by the lloyd coxes and the bogallions <laughs> well, that, well that's what's just so cool for me too is is being involved with this sport i mean i can come out of the show pen and miss a cut or or not cut a cow in a manner that i should have and i can have someone like you or i can have someone like matt miller or taryn or Casey Green, or Jamie, or Lloyd, or any of those guys, Clay Johnson, to tell me straight up, like, Caden, you don't need to do that again. Like, we need to do it this way. And for me, that's what sets cutting apart from everything else, is that we're close to 
the Tom Watsons of our sport, and we're close to yeah. the yeah. Tiger Woods of our sport. I mean, Lloyd Cox is the Tiger Woods of this sport. I mean, there's you, no you have doubt all about the opportunity, it. you know, and it's it, it's there for your taking. Um, Talk a little bit about Daxton and kind of what his plans are for the summer and where you guys are going to be going to play this summer in well, a tournament. Last summer was our first year to. You know, I kind of made plans uh, after the Breeders' Invitation. I told Ashley, every year we're going to take off until the Derby. Not going to go to any horse shows, not going to do anything. We're just going to make family time and go play golf and just kind of enjoy the summer and go to the pool. And uh, so we we started entering him in the North Texas PGA Tournament, and we went over there, and his first tournament he shoots 39. Um, That's three over par. That's solid. Yeah, it was just – it, it was kind of surreal, so I was – kind of shocked and so then I got maybe just a titch ahead of myself uh, because then some other people said well man he's so good you need to go enter these U.S. kids golf tournaments so we did well we went to that golf tournament and it was a little different course it was tougher the greens were faster um, and he shot 49 and that was a you know that, that was a tough day for me also but what I took from that on the drive home was, you know, we we have to prepare for it the same that I do for this. I mean, it's a competition, and these other kids are here to win. I mean, it's no different. Just because they're kids your age, whether you're 39 or you're 8, and you go to do something, they're there to, you know, do the best they can. And Everybody's so, got that competitive edge. Yeah, and, that's, and so we just had to start putting him in a situation of practicing going to the golf course, playing, showing him how to mark his ball, showing him how to go stand out of the way of other players. and, and Etiquette's know, half of being yeah, successful. Yeah, take your hat off, the shake their hand, tell them good game, uh, you know, worry about your own game. And so, and, and then it, it turned into be one of the most memorable summers for me uh, because he ended up winning that summer tour series in the U.S. Kids, starting off being, you know, no good in the first golf tournament. He ended up winning that tour championship in the summer and that qualified him for the world championships uh in pinehurst north carolina where kids will come deal. yeah kids are coming from all over the world uh so man i'm yeah obviously y'all can tell with a smile i'm yeah, very yeah, proud of that absolutely Jackson. well just like i'm a huge golfer too and you and i we go back and forth on playing and and who, who we like this week or or whatever it may be but to me cutting and golf are so related i mean whether i'm playing in a money game with my brother shout out will rutherford or i'm playing with hunter hightower just for bragging rights i mean if i make a double on a hole or if i miss a cut you got to flush it you got to you got to forget about it and you got to move on and that's to me what how i compare the two the two sports is that something goes wrong just forget about it pretend like it didn't happen and move on there's always another one somewhere exactly yeah the preparation was something that I was really interested in because that's the same thing you do working these horses, I mean, throughout the week. And just like you're telling, talking to Daxton about going and practicing and marking your ball, it's the same thing with working these horses and you perfecting your craft in this. And, and you roll it over to Daxton, learning a completely different sport but also have the same structure. Structure. Yeah, and I, I, I think that that was – that's been a beautiful thing to learn with age and everything I went through, and especially looking back through my golf career through high school and college. That was, you know, that was a big thing that was missing. You can have all the talent in the world and, and the love for the game, but in, unless you have a structure and a balance in life and, and, 
and you put in to it is what you're going to get out of and you know looking back I, I didn't put enough into it wasn't you know sound enough mentally uh, through that process and so therefore that's been able to help me in this and know what you have to put into it and and what also changed is having to start paying the bills you know you're not on full scholarship and they're not handing you money and your food's paid for now all of a sudden you got a light bill you got a wife and a family and so you got to get serious about what you're doing if you want to be any good at it so we've talked about metallic cat we talked about rebel royce all those great horses um what horse do you kind of go back to that kind of helped you that you rode or or you remember that 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 gave you that feeling that miles, i love this miles from nowhere is one of my favorite horses of all time um this horse was born pretty much three-legged he had a calcified uh front right leg that would not bend um i tried this horse everybody told me do not buy this horse what what is wrong with you this this front leg is any day but this horse had a heart of gold i mean like just tried so hard and I, I love that. I love that in people. I love that in horse. I mean, that try. Um, I mean, will will overcome skill all day long. And so uh, that horse meant the world to me because it gave me that feeling of it didn't matter, if, you know, if I, if I trained perfect or I was working square or round or had this. Bit. I mean, he, he cut. How old were you when you rode that horse? No, oh, Let's see. We would have been um, – around 26 7 somewhere in there yeah it was a couple years uh after highlight cat and and those horses so i think it'd been 27 and that was the other horse i was second at the fraternity on Bo, when when you first got came back from golf in college those first couple years of you training horses and i guess kind of maybe realizing wow this is really really tough to get these horses t trained to do what you want them to do it was quite the opposite actually it was oh really yeah i felt that it was i mean this sounds really stupid now uh but it was really easy uh at that point because i didn't know anything didn't have any bad habits uh, so when i started me and wesley uh from golf you know you would film and video so i mean and i'm sure there might have been some other people back you know in 2004 filming working horses but i, I feel like we were one of the first to be every like we filmed yeah and so we'd go in the home well i mean i just you know would stop and go nose to nose with the cow i mean that's what it looked like you're supposed to do on video and so that's what i did and and looking back at some of those films I, i'm not too sure i didn't train better then than i do now <laughs> <laughs> because now i do know how hard it is and now i'm like yeah. you know wow this is extremely tough and it's extremely hard because then you have so many different horses now there's so many different levels that you're working with whether training a horse for yourself or amateurs or non-pros or a, a tough horse easy horse a hot horse cold horse so now i know all of these different things that of why it's so hard and tough back then it was just you know just you're you riding your brother out there working yeah, horses. just one or two horses of your own yep. so they, that's all you know so you're like i mean i know this horse well now you work you know 25 or 30 well now it's it's tough because every horse is different and the bits are different and the cows are different and it gets hotter you know so, not to change the subject, but if you were taking a peep on Facebook here in the last couple of months, you might have noticed that the Bow Galleon Cutting Horses page changed its name to 
Bogallion Cutting Horses and Stallion Services. Tell us a little bit about the, the Stallion Station and talk about kind of what y'all did pregame routine with Royce yesterday before the finals. Well, the pregame was, you know, business as usual. Uh, you know, Rolls-Royce is, is a breeding horse. Uh, you know, we have over 100 contracts out. So, you know, that's that's his job. So I had to make sure that, you know, we we took care of business and then uh, adjust to how he's going to be after breeding him uh, the day of showing him. Uh, as far as the Bogallion Stallion services, I mean, that was – that was something, as I explained earlier, how much Rebel meant to me, uh, meant to, I mean, listen, I rode his mother. I saw him born. Alvin and Becky raised him. I mean, we've been a part of this horse from the get-go. I mean, I rode his daddy, his mama. I mean, that's not every day that somebody gets to do that. How uh, was Sweet Aber to ride? Sweet Aber was was absolutely amazing. Uh, she was, she was a, she was such a wild mare. I mean, she was. She was. She had that abracadabra, instant choice, just wildness, and just you know. But she also, once she got dialed in and comfortable to what I was doing, uh, was like that was her way. And once she knows the way, that's what she's going to do. Uh, she become, you know, so much fun. I, 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 so when she was seven, she just Alvin said, "I want to go to um, cut it, Carol Ward's cutting." So we started. I was like, "Well, Alvin." horse has been off you know living in the pasture and okay so we bring her up so what i do is lloyd comes out to amarillo i give him sweet abra he turns back on sweet abra from the west texas idaho all through the el rancho show and finally the last day i work her on a cow that morning he alvin walks out there and shows her marks a 223 wow <laughs> i mean that's that i mean this mare was just that's just her she'd love to cut uh that's insane it's pretty cool so speaking of going out to el rancho and and going across the nation to cut what do you think we could do as a whole to grow the sport of cutting and to grow the ncha well uh you know i think cutting needs to be in a format of kind of a world series um a, a FedEx Cup playoffs in golf. We need to get. I mean, we we have our three or four shows here with the the Futurity Super Stakes, Summer Spectacular, and the BI uh, being right here in Central. Well, we need to get Augusta back on the map. Get a show in Florida. Uh, get a show in Arizona, California, and create this series where, you know, after the Futurity, maybe 30 days later, you go to a show that's Augusta. And this show counts for a point system that ultimately, as you go through these shows, the points become more and more that keep forcing you to go to where you're trying to qualify for this, this Super Bowl at the end of the year, of whether it's five, six-year-olds, four-year-olds, and, and you, have the, you have the Opens competing for that, the non-pros and the amateurs, and you have – these these three different levels where you have shows across the country that make you eligible for something spectacular at the end of the year come back here at futurity and and bring those uh you know maybe top 20 horses of each division uh open non-pro and i mean there's there's people out there in the in the northwest that's got a lot of money want to have shows there's people in florida that want to have shows and if you make these shows eligible uh for this format I mean, you could kind of have this champion series uh, outside these these horse shows that we just have 
kind of bottlenecked up right here in Texas. We're kind of piggybacking off the FedEx Cup comparison. I mean, the the golf majors are over by the time August, September rolls around. I mean, you have the Masters, which is here in a week. you got the U.S. Open, PGA, the British. I mean, all that stuff's done well before the cold weather, cold weather starts and the, and the fall kind of gets rolling. And all that money that is paid out through the FedEx Cup, that, that's what gets people excited. I mean, that is what – people wouldn't have been going out to East Lake and watching – following Tiger Woods down the 18th green in a, in a famous photograph that we are going to remember forever now if it weren't for the FedEx Cup. I mean, if it weren't for those playoffs, t- Tiger may not have ever won again. So bringing those horses back from the fraternity and coming down off the low of – Hey, you went. Yeah, I mean, there's just just like the super sticks. I mean, that whole that whole crop of horses were over here across the street competing, and there wasn't that many people that there were at the fraternity. Well, field. we saw how uh, the Mercuria and the World Series of Cutting was so popular with bringing all these these great horses that qualified, and how exciting that was. Uh, now, you do that through a course of the year, and you bring. Um, all of your best age event horses and they come show themselves at the end of the year somewhere for a lot of money i mean that that's who does if you if you like cutting you're going to be pretty excited to come watch the top 20 horses of i'd come watch <laughs> uh, of the open non-pro and amateur i mean that that's uh that's pretty exciting i remember i was a little younger back then but it's kind of like the western horseman's cup that they used to have at augusta that was you had to qualify in the and it the schedule was set up to where, you know, this season you qualified in these couple shows and whoever had the most money won or maybe point system like that. And, and I, I remember being in California and, and wanting to see the results from the Western Horseman yeah. Cup because it was the best horses. And there was a lot of – there were some West Coast horses that went out there that I knew personally watching all the West Coast cuttings. And, and looking back on it now, I, I, that would be something so awesome for our sport – to have that same feeling now with as, of your as, rankings. I mean, yeah. that's where like Mark Michaels and keeping up with uh, horse of the year points and standings and, and the riders earnings. I mean, that's, you know, I know a, a lot of people all the time are, are coming up. Well, how much have you won so far? How much? I mean, people are into, you know, keeping up Stats. with where you rank. It makes it, it makes it fun. It makes it a lot of fun. And it makes now want to watch. Well, just like in college football, what's everybody doing yeah, in October on Tuesday? They're waiting to see who's, who's in the top it. four, yeah. who's in, who's out. It would be so exciting for cutting to to designate these, uh, you know, in my opinion. In my opinion, you could have, you know, 10 or 11 or 12 shows across the country, counting the, the, the Futurity, Super Stakes, Summer Spectacular, and the BI. So there's four shows. Then you do another three or four on the West Coast three or four on the west coast and you now you have these series where people can go to to try to qualify to make it for this for this uh, champions cup or or this you know super bowl event and and as you go and if you're you know if you struggle early now you're forced to go if you're if you're austin shepherd and he's hitting these events he over here and he's right on the cusp of of making it with a horse that you know who knows they just bought uh, and he's just now starting to get in a groove. Now he's forced to to go to uh, you know Oregon, to California, uh, to Idaho, or to these West Coast events. And and when he when he goes to an event, I mean this is this is thirty head of horses. Uh, these are amateurs, non pros. These are great for cutting to see uh, these big time. 
cutters come to your town you know and when we go to these towns we we connect with you know have some youth programs where we're you know just like golf i mean they have they have these u.s kids programs these junior the first tee these you know the golf starts from the the you know from the youth, youth yeah, yeah. And, and and you work your way up playing and if we could connect with the 4-h and the ffa kids across these different locations and these towns and invite them out to ride around for an hour with some of these top trainers and get on their turnback horse and cut a cow and i mean who, who's to know what that would do for cutting and the promotion of cutting and the growth uh because these kids would start getting involved you would have these shows spread out that these top trainers and their top programs and their top horses are coming to your town uh so this is your chance now to to uh whether you're going to the congress i mean this is your chance now to go watch uh you know these these great horses that you're getting to see in the quarter horse news or or online now they're coming to your town uh that 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 to me is is where I would see cutting. Uh, All it takes is that first that first move. That's right, and, and I, I hope that uh, you know I hope that people think something like this is a good idea, and it and it uh, you know that it, it's possible because that's the growth I see that cutting needs. I mean, you know, we have so many events, and and this doesn't you know for me to travel east coast, west coast that doesn't benefit me. I live in Fort Worth, Texas. I mean, it's easy for me to stay right here and cut within a five-hour radius of me and you know i'm 39 and boom 10 15 years goes by that's real comfortable for me it's not something uh that's going to leave behind better for cutting though uh and 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 spreading this back out with a series across the country that's uh you know a, a traveling you know that that that's promotion and that's that's going to move cutting in a new direction that i think would help expose because there's a lot of people out there I mean, we just, I had these people come over a thousand miles the other day just to watch Rolls Royce. Um, and, and Duncan Steel Park, he, you know, he introduced me. He said, hey, those people right up there in the stands drove a thousand miles to watch Rolls Royce. And they you beelined right to him because that's just yeah, the type of guy you are. Well, I mean, this is incredible. I mean, they didn't come a thousand miles to see Bo Gallion. They come a thousand miles to see Rolls Royce. And it's about the horse, you know, and these great horses. I mean, that's what it's about. That's what people love, you know, and that was that was awesome. I mean, I, I wanted to go, you know, tell them about what the horse is like and and thanks for coming, and I hope I can give you something to cheer about tonight, you know, and, and they were super excited. They come down, you know, after the run, and, and we let them hold the horse by themselves and take a picture wow. and pet the horse. That's I mean, awesome. It, it was – that was awesome to be able to do. And with, with a series across the country like this, now these people wouldn't have to – you know, they'd be able to go to a couple shows out there on the East Coast, whether it's, you know, in Florida or Georgia or New Jersey or who knows. They, they would be they would have three or four opportunities to see, you know, a beautiful sport of cutting well, the, horses. And, and there's more people out there like that. It's just a matter of promoting it the right, right way where that person gets to see it for that one time. Or getting the opportunity, yep. you know. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a golf course uh you know just at about in every town um you know there's you can go rope in about every town you can go barrel racing about every town uh you know i'd sure like to see where you can at least get close enough to maybe go cut well that's the thing is like in golf going back to golf i mean you always see hashtag grow the game i mean anywhere you go it's just hashtag grow the game grow the game grow the game but in reality 
one could make an argument that you don't really need to grow the golf, the, the game of golf. I mean, there's golf courses all over the place. There's people. I mean, I'm pretty fine with the state that the game of golf is in. We need to grow the sport. I mean, should be hashtag grow the sport in regards to cutting. Yeah. I mean, you hear yeah, cool. grow the game all the time. Hashtag grow the sport. Amen. Yeah, that's cool. And we yeah. need to be able to take advantage of, of moments like the, those people driving a thousand miles to see Rolls Royce. And I mean, one particular one I remember, and I've been blessed to see a lot of great cutting horses all over the world. And I didn't grow up right here in, in Fort Worth or anything like that. But I remember when Kit Kat Sugar and Hottish came to, mm. and I was working for Phil Rapp at the time. So I had seen these horses out here in Texas, but when we went to Idaho and they, everybody knew that they were going neck and neck for the horse of the year, and it was who's going to do good at this cut and get, get an edge for the next cut. Stands were full. I was there and with then you. The stands were full, but not only that, the loping pin was completely stopped. There was nobody loping at all during those finals, watching those two horses go down there and compete for this horse of the year thing. And that was in Nampa, Idaho. And then same thing with watching special new babies run in El Rancho. One of and, the best runs of all time, by the way. I mean, holding those cows. If oh anybody's seen that run. People have if, got to watch you, that video if you yes. haven't. Matt Gaines, uh, El Rancho, special new baby. Phenomenal. But capturing these moments, I feel like, from, from our perspective, you know, to really realize and put cutting on a platform, or, or more or less, that these are magical moments. I mean, these are things that need to be talked about. I mean, I'll remember that for the rest of my life standing up in the stands in the back because I come in late and looking out there and there was not a single horse getting loped around. The lady at the practice pen was sitting there. She had her chair turned around watching the cutting as best she could. I mean, it's unreal and, and these people come in a thousand miles to yeah, see your horses. For, for, for horse are, of the year. Yeah. You know, I mean, for horse of the year. And, and, and you know, horse of the year is an, an incredible title. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of fun. But, it, you know, it, it – it doesn't pay you as a horse trainer anything to win horse of the year title. Uh, if you have a stallion or a mare, there's there's great value in having that title. Uh, but with this series now that would go across the country, it gives you an opportunity not only that horse to win horse of the year, but now we got a chance to go to this Super Bowl at the end of the year uh, and and compete for a lot of money and have most likely a, a packed house. I mean, I remember the 50th anniversary when they had. Highbrow CD and and Dad on a, uh, Jody on auspicious cab. I mean, what's Buster Welch on Buster Welch. Yeah, I mean, this is legendary stuff, and that place was packed. Couldn't uh, get a ticket. I mean, you could not get. That's a ticket one to of that. the coolest, one of the cooler moments in NCHA history. I agree. That, that event right there uh, is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it was fun to watch. Um, being that it's Masters Week. Is there any PGA players that you like to watch or anybody that you'll be rooting for this week? I'm a Tiger Woods fan. Uh, just, we all are. Yeah, well, he, you know, he's been through a lot, um, and, and he's trying to bounce back, and, and uh, it's it'd just be neat to see him. Um, you know, he's he's won 14 majors, and he's, he's chasing Jack Nicklaus that's won 18. Uh, and, and his game's starting to get in shape, and – and there's a lot of people saying he might only win one more major, and he might not win a major. Well, you know what? Tiger Woods, he might start right here at the Masters with a win and win the Grand Slam this year. He might win all four, tie Jack know. Nicklaus, and yeah. walk off into the sunset. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. That would be sweet. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. I'm just excited for this week. I've been waiting. I love 
going from the Final Four and you hear Jim Nance, awesome voice in Minneapolis or wherever it may be this year in Minneapolis at the Final Four and then the drive down Magnolia Lane and, and that Masters theme song and, and just the feel of watching that yeah. tournament on TV. Who, who doesn't like springtime? I mean, uh, it's, you know, it's pretty refreshing. You know, babies are being born and horses and green grass is starting to grow. Weather feels good. It's a, it's a great time. Good time of year. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, Bo, thanks so much for sitting down with us today on the Section K podcast. Congratulations on – the three-peat and the five, six-year-old open at the Super Stakes. Um, be sure to check out Bo Gallion Cutting Horses and Stein Services on Facebook and give them a shout for any of your breeding needs. Super G. We'll be seeing you guys down the road. Thanks so much, Bo, for coming by. Yeah, Thanks thank you, Bo. Yeah, Congratulations. Appreciate it. Man, that was an awesome interview with Super G. That was super cool to get him over here after the finals, day after, and get his reactions. and. Kind of get him, get him in in depth and talking about his family and talking about his horses and and just talk to Super G, man. Yeah, that was sweet, dude. That was awesome. Colburn, what do you think about about old Super G's interview? Well, it's just awesome that there's we we have this now where people can actually understand a little bit more about some of the things that go on within the NCHA and and see the personality like a guy like Bo has and I mean even with Casey and Matt that's been. Uh, on the podcast already too and then with the live show we had being able to show those guys have different personalities and their different mentalities it's just really cool that uh everybody can see that now well i'm glad everybody's going to get to hear bo and and kind of get a get a glimpse into who he is and i don't think people really understand how into his kids and into his family he is i mean in his craft how many people do you know take that first summer runoff and just like hey we're gonna play golf we're gonna have fun we're gonna enjoy family time and and just kind of get away from the horses for a little while so I thought that was super cool and that wasn't really something I was expecting from him because he is so good at his craft like you just said he's super into riding horses and every time I talk to him it doesn't matter during the week random or if he's stopped by over at Porterfields or whatever I mean that guy eats breathes and sleeps horses just like his brother Wesley does I mean he's into it and being buddies with Colburn as long as we have, I mean, you've always talked about Super G, and we've talked about the runs that we've watched, and, and it's just cool to sit down. Well, and that's my first memory of Super G was whenever he was world champion stallion over at the at the Watt. In, in, I mean, and that name had been – I've heard you say that before, and it's like that's what that guy is, dude. He is, he is the GOAT. I mean, Lloyd is Tiger Woods. That guy is the next up-and-comer. I mean, yeah. he is Roy McIlroy, if you want to talk about well, golf comparisons. Yeah. I mean, he's the hot hand out there getting it right now, in my opinion. Yep. Just to not accept all the credit for the nickname, I'll have to give my dad, Dana Larson, a little bit of the credit. Shout-out Dana Larson. What? Not the Rangers broadcaster. She's cool, too, but Dana Larson. The dude. The dude. He's a cool guy. Uh, Dana. When Bo was living in Amarillo, uh, Dana would say it. Every, every so often super g and then me getting to be around him more it, it's just funny that it's kind of taken off that everybody that's what everybody's calling him now but on, on Bo, it's just cool because the, he's not the only one there's just, there's so many of them but you actually watch them show time and time again it's just incredible how they don't ever mess up yeah being in those big moments and, and seeing Bo get everything done the right way to get the big score marked. 
it, it's it's not even it's not e easy to when you're in that moment and everybody's screaming for you to keep your composure to to keep keep going in the right right spots. Yep. Keep your eye on the prize. Stay focused. I mean, well, that's the thing is like I just think about watching that first set and watching watching those those cattle in that first set, not really wanting to roll back and. And Lloyd had a really good run going on copperish, and just couldn't couldn't get those last last cows to separate, and that's what kept him from marking a huge score on her too, along yep. along with second spot, which he marked a two twenty five on, and we'll get into some of that here in a little bit. But but yeah, I mean, just the pressure of being first out and having a horse like that, and coming and getting the job done. Well, and one thing that I hope that some people got to see is when when Lloyd was done with copperish and got done and it was the disappointment i mean he just he he didn't make the moment get too big he, he was just relaxed and, and and i know i'm sure he was super frustrated but in that in that sh the show area didn't change any emotion other than yeah. bing yeah spitting on the ground but it's yeah. just that watching people do that those are that's who you need to look at for things like that. That that's the way you need to to act. One of the things I loved was when on the live show yesterday that we had the the pregame show Section K Live uh, before the finals was Jesse Lennox saying the WWLD. What would Lloyd yeah. do? Yeah, and it's the and, truth. Yeah. And it's I mean time and time again we see him in these finals. Whether it's your showing, job. whether it's your showing or cutting uh, like him or yeah. handling yourself after failure like him i mean that guy's just a stone cold killer i mean there's no <laughs> other way to put it about that guy he's, he's the goat the he's greatest the same, of all time he's the same dude in victory and he's the same dude in defeat and i think Bo gave us a glimpse into how much he admires lloyd yeah. and, and i thought that was super cool speaking of section k live i thought it was really cool that we had phil hansen who won the open super sticks aboard hiss and vinegar on the pregame show yesterday and we also were fortunate enough to sit down with super g Bo Gallion, who won the 5-6 on Rolls-Royce yesterday as well. So I thought it was pretty cool that we had both the champions on over before the finals and were able to talk talk to both of those guys. What were some of y'all's favorite moments from yesterday's live show? Uh, I definitely have to say the fan favorite from the finals last night, Cody Green, and uh, in the Cornhole Championship. Yeah, I mean, we had Cody he ended Green up second on the live show. And, and in the Cornhole deal, and, and we had uh, – a pair of Beck sunglasses for him, and and he and he was obviously a fan favorite last night, and it was so loud. I bet oh, what a, what a awesome. moment for him. Yeah, like for him, he, he hasn't won over ten thousand dollars, and to be just went over in, ten grand in, last night in the Will Rogers Coliseum, competing a guy against the guys that are out showing every week, every weekend, showing these top horses, and, and he he get to get that feeling of wow. This is that stardom, that that feeling you can get in there, and I'm sure he's just as happy as yeah, ever. Yeah, I was over there in the Boyd Rise sections. We call it over there on the east side in the boxes, sitting with Kathleen and Ty, Kathleen and Ty Moore after the finals. And man, Kathleen was just so tickled for for James and tickled for Cody and and Ty the same way. They're just good all around owners and pumped for whoever shows their horse, whether it be James or whether it be Ty or whether it be Cody or whoever it is. They just rally behind them and love to see whoever it is do good. And, and they support the cutting. Yeah. 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 That's, the, that's the biggest thing on uh, sec Section K Live yesterday is all the trainers that we asked to come, they were here. And that was important for, for what we thought and had in mind to it. And that, 
it's just really cool for us to be inside here and, and, and get to talk to them. Yeah, and just having the trainer support for this podcast has been something that we've that we're just super thankful for and and it's been awesome to see i mean not only the trainers but the owners and and the amateurs and even just the fans i I know there was some people that came in from kansas that you're friends with that we were fortunate enough to meet the other day travis and stephanie sullivan shout out they were just pumped that we're doing this and hey we've been listening and and we love it and y'all keep doing it so it was it was super cool to hear some of the feedback over the first week week and a half of the cutting but yeah, no. Yesterday we we had Hayden Upton, Jesse Lennox, Phil Hanson. We had Pete Branch, the the trainer, the title sponsor, Kit Kat Sugar, on the show. He talked about just everything Kit Kat Sugar's doing, and and we talked about some of the horses in the finals. We even talked about Scooter Cat, who who just won the stakes out in Vegas, who was also sired by Kit Kat Sugar. So it was cool to sit down with Pete, talk about some of the horses, and talk about some of the stuff that Kit Kat Sugar's up to. I know they're pumped to be the title sponsor for this year's Super Stakes. Jesse Lennox, he was he was hilarious though. I mean, what do you say? A longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> How y'all doing? And, and then you had day. Clinton Spud coming on and just taking jabs. Yeah, we were just chirping. No, that was fun. Chirping I, us in the, the whole moment, time. it was scary because I was I was lost for words. Like, how are we gonna get out of this and not look? Yeah, if dumb? you guys didn't see it, Clinton Clinton Spud came on and. They just started talking about what they were going to have for dinner after the finals, and Clint was breakfast, like, "Breakfast, I think." Yeah, well, no, Waffle Clint House. Clint was like, "Well, depending on how the finals go, we'll just go to Waffle House, or th- I guess if they go good, we'll go to Silver Fox." So, shout out Brent Erickson. I know he had a good time at Silver Fox the other night. I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, what did you guys think about the five six finals? Bo Gallion laid it down. I really thought thought that run that Lloyd had on on second spot was money in the bank too. Like I said, there was some some tough luck there early on in the first set. Some of those cattle didn't want to separate, roll back. But overall, I thought it was pretty solid finals. Yeah, I had a good time. Uh, it was really fun to see four sets of awesome cutting action in the same day, kind of like we mentioned on the live show yesterday. Sinka, I'm hot. She looked cool in the second set. Uh, she was slowed down and just kind of thinking about comparing her run from the Futurity as mm-hmm. as a three-year-old and then thinking about her now and just how much she's matured and and she was just like controlling that big move and that huge stop and that big swoopy style last night i thought she looked really cool and and uh she's a horse that's just fun to watch yeah really so. all jesse's horses look good last night i thought little red corvette looked good um matt miller had a really good run on metallic smart cat last night uh, i thought yep. he was gonna gonna go up there kind of had a cow really dive at him there close to the buzzer kind of pushed him off in the corner but old bud looked good yeah. I, I love that horse oh, every time i watch eric magby he yep. marked 217 yep. and it was a, a good solid run yep yep to get to the champion rolls royce that run he had like we said with the in the interview with with super g from start to finish that arena was pumping and it was loud and everyone was excited about what that horse was doing in the center third of the pin and, and even on those ends he was running running and grabbing the ground and and hitting his dirty little hind end. I thought he looked really good last night, as so did the judges. Marked a 228. Yeah, th- that horse is just so cool to watch because he just really does things that not any other horses are doing. We're uh, capable of uh, Capable of doing. And, and it's, it's hard to ride a horse that is trying to lay down in front of a cow and try to keep it centered up. And for that horse to be able to do that and Bo be able to ride that horse, Bo and Rolls Royce have just seemed to become a dynamic duo, and it is 
pretty cool to watch. Yeah, it's going to be Yeah, it's going to be something we remember. I know you were talking about Boone Letty was getting bread to Rolls-Royce yeah. the other day. She's um, got one in her right now. She's getting flushed next week. That's awesome. I'm going to breed um, Mexican Radio's mom to watch out. Rolls-Royce this year. So I'm pretty pumped about that and it'll be fun to Rolls Radio. <laughs> it'll be fun rolling the radio or something. I don't know. Hey, we'll have to think about that. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, it'll be it'll be fun to watch that horse finish his career yeah. and see what he does as a producer because yeah. it's interesting. He's got a hell of a bottom side, like Bo said. Think about all those good horses that are out there. Which is so it's crazy. Him him saying all that, I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people even realize. I mean, I didn't think about it in the moment that Bad Boon Rising and Rolls Royce are related. But I yeah, mean, I crazy. forgot that too. Those are two great horses that are really going right horses. now that are really? that are related. So. I thought that was cool. And then Blackish. Yeah, Black. I mean, being then, out of the yeah. SS Black's little kitty. Her grandmother. Other generation. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Is Her grandmother would be Rolls Royce's mother, correct? Yep. 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 In the Super Stakes finals, uh, those those were good finals as well. Adon Banuelos came out right off the bat, had a solid run uh, for the Brumball Ranches on Dresden Smart Style. Um, Hammer Time ha- had a cool run. Summertime Fun. They, their team, Payne Ranch, had three horses in the finals. Summertime Fun, Stylish Haley, and like we were talking about earlier, earlier Cody Green. He was on Khaleesi Cat for the Moore Ranch as well. Um, what do you guys think about about all Hammers' horses coming back and, and them looking good? They look good. They're trained. Hammer's done a great job. He always does. I love watching him show, just He's, like his yeah. style and just how he just hunkers He's down gritty. and just grinds and with it, his feet, yeah. man. Just What's so cool about James is when he was showing PG Heavily Arm is like that horse was – dynamic and then he even made the horse even more dynamic and but james is just a horse training sucker like he is just a horseman yeah the ultimate horseman and one of the hardest working guys and has one of the hardest working teams out there john john nadine cody Cody Green. green i mean they're all out there busting their hind ends and doing whatever they have to do to get done working threes working amateur horses working non pro horses like we said on the live show watching watching max doing whatever has to get done i was out there in, in the back talking with john john and he was just rocking the baby to sleep whether it's shout out max yeah whether <laughs> whether it's whether it's getting stuff done horseback or or doing anything else around the barn to make sure things are going smooth their team is just a fun team to watch and, yeah and i admire the pain the whole pain no gain lifestyle <laughs> yeah shout out the champion of the open super stakes phil hansen riding hiss and vinegar for jeff and jennifer foland of weatherford texas that was a heck of a run. I love watching that mare. She's so yeah, gritty. She's been awesome. I've, I've loved watching her since the fraternity. I remember Colburn and I were talking about it. Yeah, we, uh, Cody's been on, on that horse's case for a long time. Yeah, yeah I, I watched her through the rounds in, in the fraternity, and I just I thought she's a gritty mare. She goes and stops a cow. Did she's you see smart. her at any pre-works, or did you just? No, yeah. uh, I, I hadn't seen her at any pre-works. Um, I, I didn't really know about her that much, um, but – I remember watching her in the rounds. And Hissy Cat was a heck of a mare, too. Yeah. I remember watching her. Darren Simpkins trained yeah, her. Yeah, and with um, Jennifer's daughter showing in the youth at Graham and stuff whenever I kind of first started showing. And that mare was – I mean, she took her, care of any of the girls that got on her and, and took her to the herd. And, and I know she won a lot of money and is a special part of the Fullen family. Matt Gaines, shout out Sugar Spies and everything nice. Came by the live show yesterday as well. Iron Man. Yeah, it was a cool to sit down with him. and He was one of the first ones on there. And yeah. He, he, he did awesome. And there wasn't as many people here inside as 
as there was towards the end. And yeah, I'm wish pretty sure he was on the leaderboard for the Cornhole tournament yeah, for that's a little right. while. Well, yeah. I just mean from what all he said. He had a lot of good things oh, yeah. he said. And, uh, yeah, that horse is sired by Kit Kat Sugar, another horse sired by the title sponsor here at the Super Stakes. Um, yeah, that mare was good. The first cow wasn't really ideal, I didn't think. But, but she, she controlled man, it, though. Yeah, I she mean, did control it and then just finished off great, I yeah. thought. Like, that mare was trying to be super good yesterday. Jesse Lennox there, again, marked a 20-and-a-half first out on Metallic Curveball. Shout-out Metallic Cat, going to be the title sponsor of this year's Summer Cutting Spectacular. Jason Clark had a great run on Cats in My Daisies for Jason Clark Cutting Horses LLC. They marked a 218-and-a-half. And And then Big A and Adon each marked 18-and-a-halves last out on two great horses, Bama Jelly and Bad Boon Rising, respectively. And both of those two horses, they – they're both of those horses are really good, and they being next to last and last put them in the top a tough spot to be able to to have a chance to win it. But they still got everything they could could have gotten well, out of the situation. Having that twenty-seven up there, I mean, I, seeing Austin second to last and Adon last, I mean, it ain't over till no. till it's no, over no, no, with no. those two guys. Those horses were both good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those those were two horses just that were capable small of coming spots in. in it that yeah. didn't didn't well, work out to well, be. Well, the cattle didn't really cooperate. Sport. The cows were tough. I mean, yeah. which that's everywhere, and that's, that's part of it. Yeah, that's part of it. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Section K podcast. Huge thanks to everybody over at Cutting Horse Central, Mark Michaels, Jenny Cooper, Lauren Middleton, and Alex Taft for helping us put on Section K live from the NCHA Super Stakes. We could not have done that without all their help. Also, huge thanks to Benita Cecile for getting us those awesome custom Section K pullovers and helping us get in the merch game. Be looking out for some ball caps and some awesome Section K merch coming to you soon. We'll be seeing you guys down the road. Thanks.